Okay, hi guys, this is me and Reese. She is going to be my interview for this podcast. Hi. <laughs> yeah, say hi. <laughs> okay, the first question, all of these are coming from Ashley Nelson, so this is what she asked. Do you have any unique or quirky writing habits? Yes. So, like, it makes no sense. I kind of feel like I'm a walking quirk, but I, like, will play House Hunters International in the background and also, like, blare a playlist so, like, no one in the vicinity of me hear themselves think. I can't hear myself think, but, like, it feels like it makes the words flow out a lot better, especially if it's, like, 90s music. Oh, my God. Same. I love that show, by the way. (laughs) I know, I love HGTV, it's like my favorite thing, like it's so soothing, like I'm really going to buy all these houses. <laughs> or you see two 20 year olds with a income of like, what is it, $800,000 and you're like, how did you get that money? I want Oh yeah, money. and one's like a butterfly catcher and the other one like sharpens crowns, yeah, I'm always so mad. <laughs> okay, so second question. Uh, besides Wounds of Change, what are your current projects? Oh my goodness. So I definitely can't focus long enough to just be like on one project. I'm always working on like a multitude of things. I have the second book for Winds of Change, or the second books of Heart Slayer. Winds of Change is just the first in the series. Um, that outline is coming together pretty nicely. I'm working on a co-write with a couple of my writer besties. I also am in the process of launching a business to help newbie and established authors like navigate, you know, publishing on their own and just hiring a team, like the things that nobody tells us to do. Like everybody just kind of tries to sell us the dream of write your own book and then publish on Amazon. But nobody tells us about like, hey, you got to pay a cover artist and you got to pay for an editor and things of that nature so I'm working on launching a business to make that a little bit more easier for people yay I I, I could have definitely used that before I put out Rogue State so I understand that one it's hard yeah definitely it was really really hard because someone asked me the other day they're like did you pay an editor for Rogue State I said no I did all my own stuff I can't afford it. I didn't even know I needed an editor. Like, I don't know why that, like, slipped my mind, but, like, I really did not have that, like, in the forefront of my mind. Like, it took me until I was almost halfway done with Winds of Change before I was like, oh, yeah, gotta get this together. Yep. Okay. Third question is, what's the strangest thing you have ever had to research for your book? Okay, so this is going to sound so weird and so inappropriate. I could not figure out what a vagina felt like. (laughs) I asked my husband, I asked, like, guy friends, and, like, everybody looked at me like I was, like, a freaking creeper because I really was, like, obviously I know what my own vagina feels like, but how do I know what, like, any other person's vagina feels like? I think on that one, you just take it as, 
I know what mine feels like, and other women have the same part, so they all feel the same. That's what I was saying. I was like, so is it all just like we all generally feel the same? But I actually heard from multiple people that like, no, not all vaginas feel the same. Some of us have like ridges, some of us don't. Like, so I was then then I was like, well, damn. Like, do I have to describe like a vagina in depth so that a person knows like to identify this vagina? It was really it was a rabbit hole. I really went down a rabbit hole. It sounds like it. Alice in Wonderland <laughs> went weird. All right, we can yes, do that. Basically. <laughs> um, let's see. What's something you're really good at that few people know about? Ooh, okay. I'm really good at getting the dirt from people. So I don't know what it is about me, but like anytime my husband and I go anywhere with like a group of friends or even with family, like usually like, you know, there's family secrets or there's like a group of friends who like, you know, maybe we just don't talk about a certain subject because it might be like a little awkward. But for some reason, I always end up getting, like, the greatest tea from people, the greatest gossip. Like, I'll know all about a person's life within, like, 15 minutes. Mm. Oh, yeah. That sounds like some of my family. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. It's the strangest thing. And I don't, like, I don't purposefully, like, ask people questions. I just genuinely, I guess maybe I'm just a curious person. And so I just ask questions that people aren't used to, like, answering. So that when they end up answering me, it leads into more revelations. <laughs> I can understand that. Mine is, I sit back and I'm really quiet. So people just generally start talking to me and letting everything spill out. And I'm just like, okay, I didn't want to know any of this, but okay. Yes. Yes, I'll be like, I did not need to know about, well, your lifelong like secret crush like none of this is none of this is my business (laughs) yep what's your favorite part about your book Ooh. okay so uh, my favorite part as of right now is between it's like spoilers so between my main character and her mom uh, there's a pretty long section of the book um, where, like, the mom's just, like, she's just badass, and I'm just, like, here for it. She's probably going to be, if, when I go through the main series, I'm planning for um, Hearts of Solara, this first part, to be about three books long. If I was to go ahead and do some spinoffs, I think the mom would be the first person to get a spinoff, as of right now. I could see it. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm really, really excited. I like strong female characters, though. Like, I like the guys to be kind of, like, more accessories than anything. Exactly. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how many books I've read where they claim the female is really badass, but then she turns around and she gets all this really ooey-gooey kind of stuff going on, and then you're like, what's going on? And then... The male characters start taking over, and I'm like, no, no. She's supposed to be a badass. Make her a badass. I feel like that's definitely the theme I'm going for with my book. Um, I definitely want it to be more about Thela and her struggles to be a woman. You know, like, how do you balance being a lover? How do you balance being you know, a leader, how do you balance being a mother? Like all of those things are things that women every day struggle with. 
and I don't feel like it should be something that you have to choose. So, like, reverse harem, like, hashtag is always, like, hashtag I choose. I feel like for women, we're definitely hashtag why choose because we have no hats. Yep. Now, let's see. You still there? I'm still here. Good, because my computer went stupid for a second. Um, let's see. <laughs> Another question. Who's your favorite character in your book besides the female character? Besides my main character, my favorite character is this uh, character named Vita. She is... She's just, she's, she's just amazing. Like, I love her to death. Like, she goes through some shit in the book. But, like, my... Alpha and beta readers, when they were reading about her, were like, oh, man, like, you know, she's gone through so much. And I'm like, nah, man, pressure makes diamonds, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she will not let this defeat her. So what got you into writing? Um, I actually have been writing for a really long time. This is my debut novel, Underneath Reese Copeland, but I actually had been a ghostwriter for a really long time, and I was always really afraid to publish underneath my own name because I was just afraid people were going to judge me and that it was just going to be, like, really embarrassing to my family. And this past fall, I just was in a rut. Like, nothing was making me happy. I wasn't passionate about any of the projects that I had going on. And so finally I just kind of was like, you know what? I'm going to take a leap of faith, and I'm going to finish Winds Winds of Change. Winds of Change has been a project that's like six years in the making. Damn. I know. It's always been something that I pushed to the back because I would be completing other projects for other people or doing something else that I felt was like maybe more relevant or could maybe, you know, bring in a different type of income. But this past fall, I was just kind of like, nope, I'm definitely going to go ahead and just try and do this. And if it fails, it fails. But at least I can say that I did it. Exactly. That's kind of what happened with Rogue State. I was like, you know, my family keeps telling me I need to start writing and doing stuff I want to do. So I just tried it out. And I'm not going to lie, it took me about a month to write it, give or take. And it took me about a month to edit it. (laughs) And I was like, this is difficult. Yes, girl, listen, I just knew that when I started writing that it was going to happen and it was going to be so easy. Like, historically, as a ghostwriter, I was probably turning, like, between 30,000 and 50,000 words out, usually within, like, six weeks or so. Um, When I started Hearts of Solara, there was probably, like, 2,000 already done. But when I really seriously started doing it, I was like, oh, I can probably have this done before Christmas, be released at some time, like end of January, beginning of February. Yeah, that was a joke. It's definitely going to be April. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone came at me the other day and they're like, you need to pay an editor. I said, with what money? Okay, I've done all my yes. own editing. I put it through all the betas, the alphas, the arc readers. I let them all read it. I have quite a few grammar Nazis in my art group, so they tore it apart. They tore it, you know, to pieces and told me to what to go redo and rewrite, and then they reread it again. And finally, you know, they came back. They said, "That's good. You can publish that." So I said, "Okay, That's I'm gonna so cool. do this from now on because I can't afford an editor, to be quite honest." 
yeah. until, you know, income taxes come in. Girl, yes, tax season, praise the Lord. It's paying for some book covers and some editing and some logos. That's what it's paying for. Yes, definitely. I need to, like, pay for swag. I'm like, I have nothing. I have hopes and dreams. Let me pass them on to you. Man, some, who was it, Sosha? Or it was somebody else, but I told him, I said, you know, the shipping costs are ridiculous. Right. So how do I make it cheaper? Their idea, you go on Amazon, you know, and you go through and pick out what you want to send people. Okay. Direct ship it straight to their house instead of to your house. I mean, yeah, that's a good idea, but I don't know. I'm real, like, weird in the fact that, like, I want to make it pretty. Like, you know, I want it to come in a box that's, like, filled with colored streamers and things of nature. Like, I want it to be an event when they get something from me. I know. I'm like, I, I would probably pay for the gift wrapping that they do on there just so mm -hmm. that it's you know it's personalized to them maybe because right. me personally me shipping it you're getting bubble wrap and you're getting the stuff that you want on the giveaway you're not getting <laughs> anything extra you're getting the bubble wrap <laughs> and you're gonna be happy with it i mean bubble wrap's super entertaining i'm not gonna lie like somebody sent me some bubble wrap i might be entertained for a couple hours yeah, I bought a roll of it today because I had a, what was it, a giveaway about a week ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I bought a whole huge roll of bubble wrap that I didn't need just because I want to pop it. And my yeah, boyfriend's I'm definitely, like... I'm about to pop, I pop all the things. Yeah, exactly. So I have one last question for you. Okay. Do you outline your books before writing or do you just let the creativity flow? Oh, gosh. Okay, so, oh, probably, like, up to the first 25K of Winds of Change was not outlined by any means necessary. It was just kind of like, what do the characters say to me today? Um, and then I got stuck in a rut, and I was, was, like, panicking. I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I don't know where the story goes from here. Like, what on earth? I never even thought, I thought, I literally thought that this book was going to be like maybe 30k like long. So I was freaking out and I went to one of my writer besties, shout out to Jerrica. Um, I went to her and I said, you know, what do I do? I'm so stressed out. I'm crying. I'm drinking wine every night. Like what's going on? What do I do? And she was like, just make an outline. Like, what are you talking about Reese? And I was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah, give yourself a plan of, like, where you want to go. So the second half of Winds of Change has been outlined. Um, I do kind of feel like it helped me, but I also kind of feel like it was kind of hard because then I felt like, oh, no, I can't go off on this rabbit hole or on this little tangent because I have to stick to the outline. So I think it really depends on the project for me. I think if I go into it with an outline of, like, where I want to go, then it might help me to figure out, like, how to bring the tangents back in and kind of come full circle. But I don't know that I'll ever do, like, like, a super detailed outline. I can agree with that. All of my books have not been planned. They just suddenly nice. pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to be working on book two, but instead I'm working on Sins of Love, Gods of My Heart, Daughter of Death, and 
the horror one that's coming out on Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm like... You got a busy year. Uh, all in all, if I went in there and I counted them, it would be about six different projects right now. Oh, and okay. Coffee Shop. that That's another one, so... Yeah, I'm really excited about that for you. Uh, no. I can't wait to read this, though. This is going to be interesting. Oh, <laughs> I can't tell you how many books I've, I've picked up this last week because everybody's having their releases right now, and I'm like, I want to read them all, so I keep downloading <laughs> Oh my god, so I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like, every time I get a pre-order, I'm basically spending it because I buy something else. Amen. That, that's what like, I do. I'm like, oh, I have to buy this now because I yeah. like what the blurb says, so I have to get it. Yeah, I'm definitely one of those people. I don't know that I'm going to make any money. <laughs> I just keep spending it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I think right now, you know, because I was talking to Poppy the other day, I said... You know, as a a brand new author, I've never been, I've never had a book published. I've never talked to anybody until here in the last mm-hmm. couple of months. I have 11 pre-orders. I said, that's pretty good for me because I was going to be happy with just one. And then I Girl, turned around and I had 10. I have 10 pre-orders and one's from my grandma and I'm real excited. <laughs> Hell Yeah. And my sister, she's like, how are you doing all this? I said, um, I stay up at night. I don't sleep. I don't go to bed till like 5 o'clock in the morning. And then my daughter walks in and she's like, mommy, I want to play. And I'm like, yes. Well, I don't have a daughter, but I do have a husband and a cat who both want breakfast every morning at 6.45 a.m. After I've just gone to bed at 4.45 Exactly. So you're sitting here, you're getting two hours of sleep in the morning. You might get catch a nap in the afternoon if you're lucky. Yes. But then you stay up again until the next morning at like 3 o'clock until you finally say, I have to go in here and go to sleep at right. some point. No, I spent two days this week. I don't know, like my body was just like, uh, you're joking. I literally went to sleep. On Tuesday, I believe, I went to sleep at, like, 4 a.m., and I will back up Wednesday evening at 11.30 p.m. Exactly. Yeah, your body tries to play catch-up, and my boyfriend hates it. He's like, why don't you come to bed before, you know, whatever time in the morning? I'm like, because I have shit to do. <laughs> i got books that have to be written, and I have shit that has to be edited. So... You kind of fall by the wayside, and I don't mean for it to happen, but it happens. Right. I definitely understand that. I am, um, I don't know. I am really, really struggling (laughs) with how to juggle, like, real life versus, like, having to get everything done as an author. Um, I, I just... You know, you're not only just an author, you're also doing social media marketing, you're doing traditional marketing, you're an editor, you're your own publisher. Like, it's just a lot on top of everything else that you already have to try and prioritize. So, like, my husband's definitely like, hey, date night, and I'm like, hey, got to get another 2K out. (laughs) It's like, let me finish this, and then hopefully we have time for date night. Maybe. And then he'll, like, usually be asleep, and I feel really bad, so... It's a struggle. It's definitely a struggle to balance it. Well, it's, you know, I've seen a few authors now that, 
you know, they've been doing it for a year, and they finally said that, you know, they were quitting their regular day job. They're becoming mm -hmm. an author full-time. I'm like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I can't quit that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do this. So, I'm, you know, I'm a, a full-time author, and I'm a full-time mom at the same time. And it, you're just sitting here, and you're like, oh, my God, so much stuff to do. Yes, I definitely feel that, like... I'm a wife. I can't quit being a wife. That's called a divorce. Um, <laughs> exactly. I'm an author. I'm a business owner. Like, I just, there's just so many things, and I'm always like, something's going to give. Like, something's going to give. And unfortunately, it usually is my relationship. And yeah, I can see that because, no lie, my boyfriend went to Walmart. We didn't do anything for Valentine's Day. So he went today, and he went and got the stuff to do Valentine's Day. And I'm sitting there, and I was writing, and I saw what he was doing, so I had to. I closed everything out. And I said, you know what, this is my time. I have to cut out from here to go and make him happy. Just so he knows, I still love you. I don't want you to go anywhere. I just want you to deal with me as I am right now. Girl, yes. Take me as I am. Rent. <laughs> it's my favorite musical. I feel like I can apply it to every life situation. Don't, oh my God, don't say that, don't say that word. Because he'll come in here and he'll start trying to sing with you. Oh, the, I'm totally down. What, 500? I'm totally down. Wait till <laughs> we start singing. No, shh, shh. I love the movie. Personally, I love the movie. It was amazing. I've watched it a hundred times, maybe. But he is a major play. He likes the plays. He likes doing all that stuff. He will come in here and he will bust out singing. I'm here for it. Let's sing the Santa Fe song. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> Who was your favorite character? Angel. Without a doubt. Angel is my favorite character. I cry. I literally have been watching this movie since I was in high school. Um, I watch it maybe three to six times each year, and I cry at the same part every single time. Like, people cry over Titanic. No. I cry over Rent and Angel and Collins' relationship, and, like, I'll cover you, and, like, how all that, like, just... Oh my god, it gets to me, man. It gets to me. Now, that song, I will straight up. When he starts it, I start it, and then we just go. See, I love I'm that song. You, like, no, if you don't sing along to Rent, I don't trust you. Same thing with Hairspray. If you don't sing along to Hairspray, we have some problems. Okay, but which Hairspray, though? The new one or the old one? No, 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 no. Like, original Ricky Lake Hairspray. Exactly. I love that version of Hairspray. Yeah, it's the new just, one wasn't uh, bad, but, like, no, just no. Yeah, uh, my boyfriend, Corey, he loves the new one, and I'm like, don't get me wrong, I love John Travolta, I love all that, but I prefer the old one with Ricky Lake because she was a badass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they were, like, flat ironing her hair with an iron, I literally tried to do that in high school. My mom was like, you're a fucking nutcase, like... <laughs> My mom told me to go in there and take one of the curlers and just not curl it and just do it. And I'm like, okay. 
My mom was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I saw Ricky Lake. Like, you just lay your head on the iron ironing table, and, like, you can iron it. And she was like, uh, Jasmine, Ricky Lake's hair and yours hair are completely different. Technically, she was using the flat iron wrong. If you want to do it like that, you have to put, like, oil and stuff in it and then do it. And do it very quickly. You can't just sit there and press it or you'll burn your hair off. I think that's what my mom was kind of hoping. Like, I think she was hoping that I was going to burn my hair off and learn my lesson. But <laughs> that didn't happen. Oh, my God, no. I can't. Like, right now, if you listen, you might be able to hear him. He's in there playing Star Wars on the original Xbox. And he's okay, getting mad so at it. Okay, so confession time. I did not watch all of the Star Wars movies until this last one came out. Oh my god. <laughs> Why? I know. Just take my geek card. Like, just take it. I don't know. I would just fall asleep all the time. Like, you know they used to play the marathons on, like, TNT all the time. But, like, I would just fall asleep. And, like, I would wake up and they'd be, like, in the sand, and then I would go back to sleep, and then there would be, like, a little green man talking in riddles, and then I would go back to sleep. <laughs> that actually is pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> okay. It never, like, it just didn't work out. And so when I got married, my husband literally was like, listen here, I'm not marrying you unless you watch this series. <laughs> but then here's the question. Either... The original 1970s or whatever version. The other one or the new new ones. I watched all of them. He made me watch all of them. But which one's your favorite? Um, I would say... So, I really like the Kylo Ren character. I don't know enough to, like, speak about the series as a whole. But Samuel L. Jackson is also my favorite, even though he died in, like, the first movie. (laughs) <laughs> I can't say I really anything like Hayden was my favorite say it during the movie I just imagine him being like motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> oh I saw a meme on Facebook the other day it said I need Samuel L. Jackson to be the narrator of my life because it requires different uses of the word motherfucker and I'm like Listen. yes that's it that's who I need to narrate my life I feel like Samuel L. Jackson narrates my life right now with the whole motherfucker, but I'm trying to get to, like, Morgan Freeman level. (laughs) I'm trying to become, like, a better person and, like, change things in my life so that it's more like Morgan Freeman-type narration rather than Samuel L. Jackson. It's a slow process, but I guess it's worth it. (laughs) It is. Sometimes, like, it's not even, like, Samuel L. Jackson. Sometimes it's Cardi B. Oh my god. With the, all the bird noises too? Yes. And I can't <laughs> even make those sounds. Like I sound like a dying skull. I sound like a pterodactyl. So I can't I can't say anything <laughs> at all. I cannot make those sounds and it disappoints me. It, it disappoints the inner hood rat in me. I'm just saying. It, just really, dis- it really disappoints me. <laughs> like she's embarrassed. Hell no. I'm from Memphis and I'm sitting there when she makes the noises. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I can't make those noises. I understand, noises. and I'm like, I understand. You were speaking the language of my people, but I cannot communicate back to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the last bit. 
tell your name and the book that is coming out that is supposed to be awesome. And then that will All be right, it. Well, my name is Reese Copeland. My book is Winds of Change. It is the first in the Hearts of Solara series. It's coming out April 14th, so make sure you grab your copy or make sure you download it on Kindle Unlimited because it will be available. Sweet. Thank you for doing this interview. You are my first one, and then I think I will have Poppy on next if I can talk her into Yay! it. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. It actually came out really good. It's about a 30-minute segment. So, awesome. I'm really, really glad to have been on it. Thank you so much, Courtney. Oh, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.